You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Boardwalk Empire After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Boardwalk Empire After Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to AfterBuzz TV, Boardwalk Empire Edition, Season 4, Episode 8, Old Ship of Zion. I'm your host, Kevin Undergaro, and I am ably being assisted today by the one, the only, our rookie, who just... I'm not a, the rookie. Yeah, you are a rookie. I'm but the you, rookie on Boardwalk, perhaps. You are the rookie. That You know why I know you're the rookie? Because you're talking over your mic. I'm sorry. Into your mic. But, but... The incredible, the beautiful, the talented Miss Sarah Stretton. Hello, everybody. But can I say, rookie, you'd if you were a rookie, you'd be rookie of the year, maybe even MVP. Yes. Because you are, you are I don't really. Think I've ever been MVP. This is a tough, tough show to do, and you're an amazing addition. And you know what? Why we know this? All our fans love you. Phil oh, gets emails all the time. Uh, okay, another totally amazing, stupendous episode of Boardwalk. I feel like this episode was one of your favorite episodes. Based on the fact that throughout the whole thing, you were so hyper. I always am. No, this week in particular, I okay. think you had more, I guess, visceral Can reactions. I tell you why? Can I tell you why? Because it, it when we have the big group watching, mm-hmm. I, I get a little more shy. So it was just me. It was just us, and that's why I. I it was, wasn't because this episode was like no. Solely this was no, no. On your two favorite characters, I feel like besides you're right. Richard. If Richard was in this episode, oh, forget I, would, I think you. They would have had to take me away. Yeah. No, Nucky is uh, and, and Chalky is just my favorite characters, and I was, um, I was really nervous about Chalky uh, as it progressed, and as, particularly seeing his his wardrobe changes. Um, I was like, no, don't, do not, do not kill t- my my favorite guy and favorite character. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I love all of the episodes on this show. I, it, my favorite, no, I think my favorite was uh, the, <laughs> the the finale last year. Okay, was my favorite. Um, but anyway, let's. I'm just excited to get into this. Get so, into this one. Why don't, want, do you want to start with the funeral? Want to go all the way to funeral? So, are we going to start in like the world of? Chalky white. Pretty much. Yeah. Alright. Um so funeral we open off open up with daughter Maitland singing another song. Yeah. What, okay, that's okay. So if I, three? I yeah, three. And this if if there's one knock that um I've ever had on this series, and this is literally the only knock. Oh, by the way, the reason I was so excited from the beginning was Tim Van Patten directed it, and mm-hmm. he's my favorite director of the series. Okay. So uh I was I I knew it was gonna be big. But this is just a slight knock, and I can live with it. But it, I think that the singing numbers of Daughter Maitland run a little long, and the, there are too many. And, and uh, although I will say the last one, where she did a cappella with Chalky, was beautiful, and it did mean something to the scene. It added to the mood, and okay, I was okay with that. That's where, like, I find acceptance of all of her songs is because I really can see the connection. 
that the songs and the lyrics and the mood of her singing yes. does for the show. Mm-hmm. And like she had three songs this episode, one of which was um, Nucky and Chalky kind of overheard and she's in the background. It's about the blues. I felt like it was giving ammo to that scene because she was the underlying, you know, the elephant of the room. She was all the subtext of that conversation. Totally, so totally was. I like. She was. It's just. It just. They run a little long for me. That. That's, that's what true. I'm saying. They all. The, the show is just so amazingly written. Mm-hmm. Uh, fires on all cylinders, but I just feel they're a little long. And again, listen, fans, I'm fine with it. Please, this, to me, this is uh, such a beautiful um, work that I'm. I'm not complaining. Uh-huh. I'm just noting. Okay. I'm just noting. You're noting. Then I'm going to analyze her songs. Okay, good. So we got the background one. We have in the church. What I loved was it was she was singing um, the old trip of Zion, but it seemed like a revised version. And the main lyrics that we caught from her while she was singing it was um, something about I was lost, and then having the and then saying follow me, and then later we also sing she she sings the original or the old lyrics to Chalky, and the decision of the first one is very aimed and controlled by the power of Dr. Narcisse. Narcisse yes. Like she is singing it for it's him. It's the pasteurized She's version. being his tool to herd these sheep to be their leader well, into following mm. him. And then later when she's singing it to Chalky, that song is really for Chalky. And then just, I think that's what creates their bond and it's in that moment. Agreed. And I believe it's it, her, the, the one Chalky wanted was the more pure in biblical version, whereas Narcissus, it's his it's reinvention. Twisted. Right, his twisted twist reinvention, all for his, whatever is coming out of his psychosis, which, of course, we'll talk about during the play <laughs> that we get to see. But um, agreed. And I thought, I thought the last time she sang was beautiful and Wonderful. meaningful and poignant. Let's talk about the funeral. Okay. So we've got the mayor there, and he stands out clear as day. And the the look from when he says, uh, "You know, we have all like, the other people who are speaking freely during the during the service, saying, you know, the people in the um in the pews saying, uh, amen, amen, and, hallelujah. Mm-hmm. and then just when it's really quiet, you just hear this loud, amen, or something. It, like it, that. it was amen, I think, but it." It just didn't. It didn't. It didn't fit like the other ones. It was not. There was natural. no acceptance for him coming to mourn. It was purely like you're not supposed to be here from Doctor Narcisse. And the look was, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, get out of here. And then we get the other looks coming from Chalky's wife and all the other people in the church staring at Chalky. Well, well, for two different oh. reasons. Mm-hmm. Wife is staring because mm, there's more going on. You're look. You are looking lustfully at She's this. She's even crying. She sees the connection. Mm-hmm. The rest of the people are looking at it as though this is supposed to be your neighborhood, Mr. White. And why is one of our beloved um, deacons. own deacons being uh, murdered deacon. in his own church? Why Either why are you letting that go or are you behind it? The, so much there. I mean, and you see him realize that he's losing control of his community. Even the fact that they put Dr. Narcisse in the front That's row of the yeah. pews and then mm-hmm. he's behind. And you can just right? see like and he's being s- pushed back. And you see Dr. Narcisse with his arm around consoling what, as, as if that this is these are his flock mm-hmm. and he's consoling the people. Wait, who are you? They're my neighbor. These are my people. Like you're up from Harlem. What are you doing? So, yeah. 
And side note, one thing I did notice in this film, or in this episode, I just called it film because it's it is so it's created filmy. so no, much, it's, like it's a, a giant film. movie. Um, but we did notice that he seemed to be wearing a wedding ring in this scene, and Good. I was a little confused by that. We've had no mention of kind of his outside life or who he's romantically involved in. We know that his first name, first name is Valentine, so I think there has to be some level of like love in his character and i think that also comes ties into the play and his relationship well, with we'll, daughter mainland we will get there I'm sorry like no 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 but by the way no you were the one that flagged the wedding ring and uh just again this is why we love you i wouldn't have uh, I, I, I noticed the jewelry that's uh, why that's why I no it. come on um moving on to okay again just like i love how this show took us and showed us 1920s college life, which um, it was fun to see because it was eerily similar to today's college life. You know, and I love these parallels, and I love how they give us the opportunity to time travel to see just, you know, beyond the guns and the Capone stuff, like to, to see what life was like then. And, you know, uh, fans, this it's a lot of money to do this stuff. Oh, yes. And, you know, it, it, I'm so grateful because with the amount of production out there and the amount of piracy, we don't have the money we used to. And uh, it's fewer and far between. So I'm, I'm always just so grateful when I'm able to see, like John Adams, you know, mm-hmm. did it. But, but seeing it on this show week in, week out. And I love seeing what a 20s crack house looked like. Far different than today's, <laughs> if you notice, right? It's not as out of control. It was very neat, and there was even a comment mm-hmm. to it that she likes things kept tidy. As messy as the people are getting mm-hmm. themselves, the house at least needs to be clean and everything and, in order. And do you think that contradiction is um, subliminally speaks to the same contradiction of Narcisse and the contradiction that Ebony was talking about where it's, I'm going to give sell drugs to my community, but then I'm going to take that money and do charity work with it or oh, uplift my people? completely. It's this whole issue of people appearing perfect and presentation and it's how you speak how you make people think you are versus really how messed up you are on the inside and mentally and physically but how you can fool people just fool them by simple looks and then you have chalky on the other hand who is pretty straightforward he has the big scar across his face he is who he is but he's kind of run by a more clear sense right he's Mm-hmm. Again, that's why he wanted the so- the song sung mm-hmm. in the way he did, and, and we have so much to talk about with Chalky. But I was, I it was to me. This is almost like the early stages of what a crack house looked like then. I mean, we know crack dens today are in bombed out buildings. There, you know, um, but to watch it back then, it was interesting. It was very almost brothel like, and it was more people just sleeping, and it just seemed almost <laughs> like um, it almost seemed like a spa. Relaxation, very relaxed. Right, you know, people re- until it becomes well, overthrown. Well, well, and what even before that, you know, when it becomes such an epidemic, then you know, it it no longer it can't be sustained in that way because it's not like alcohol that unless you're an alcoholic, you can control it, you can grow out of it. But you know, we, we know statistically with heroin, I think I think it's something like less than seven percent of people who get on it can get off. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and it takes away your soul. Um, and I've dealt with them, those people, you know, working in the carny business. And, uh, they, you know, the ones that are very deeply addicted, they, they don't care. It's not like they're, un- they're just they're unethical, but you could be on fire. And if you being on fire 
is somehow going to help them get their high, then they're okay with it. It's it's crazy. Uh, and um, it's just interesting that Narcisse, who, as you said, comes off as so articulate and he's just he's there to uplift his people and mm-hmm. whatnot, he's fueling the very thing that is going to destroy the soul of his people. Exactly. Um, and moving on to the play. I love the play. It was amazing. The play is probably one of my favorite moments in this entire episode. Just because it's so easily missed because we've heard so little about this story. And, like, we've talked about it. So we understood that daughter Maitland was became kind of like a daughter to Narcisse after he killed her mother. And after he, after he slept with her because she was a prostitute. And then we watched this play. And it's from totally his yeah, point his of view. his twisted perspective. Where... <laughs> She needs to give him this baby because this baby is going to, what was it, going to lead everyone. And then she kills herself and it's like a sacrifice. And he's saying how he has this new leader and how he saved the world. And it's just totally his perspective on mm-hmm. ha- on their history. Right. And and just oh. and what he thinks of women. It just gave me such you know, chills. like like she had to die, mm-hmm. the the and, and for the greater good. Like and she had a she clearly wasn't capable of raising this child, and the, the greater good was to kill herself so that this amazing man could come in and raise the baby. What I found so interesting was watching Doctor Narcisse during this, crying, reciting the words. And to me, now this is – that's the first crack in his foundation. To me, be, well, at least my first glimpse into weakness because he's showing such emotion and he's so twisted. So he's not all by the book and by the mm-hmm. numbers uh, and, and ruled a, by business. He has a faith in this relationship. He has a faith in – Twisted. In, yeah, twisted faith in – and Not his and, and and also his belief system mm-hmm. and and his psychosis and he's sharing it with everybody and you see the mixed reaction you know in you know in, in in when it ends you know it's like the splattering of a the smattering of applause just that kind of you know couple here and there but uh i i love to say you know these are scenes of pity and terror Yep. I just think of the darkness oh, in his soul. He's crazy. He's and then to have been so I mean, they say the stage is a place for vulnerability and where you can really tell your stories and that's the point. It's like to reveal, to share with people and to have him have tell, told one of his stories and then to be disrupted by Chalky with that scene and then he says that's his performance outside. So okay, so now well, you know what I left out? I'm sorry, I left out uh the barbershop. Oh, we did talk. Yes. So the barbershop, you know, um, if you guys get to watch this again, I the shot where Dunn first sees Chalky in all those mirrors, it was, to me, it was like, wow, the power of Chalky. You had like five Chalkies, however many, and he's in the dark suit. No more in what I call the clown suit, like no, the nouveau riche suit he's much he's very sharp much more conservative much more in control of his game bright and, white collar everything mm-hmm. and he's looking done up and down and he's calling him buck you know but mm-hmm. and go ahead i mean i was gonna say i mean we've seen him in the past call him Sweetback, and right. now switching over to buck mm-hmm. and then also to be specifically in that chair mm-hmm. and to oh, say at he, the end, on his throne mm-hmm 
and take it over and put him back in his place, remember, and not have to tell him where they're going or what they're doing because he's supposed to work for him and take and he doesn't need to be in the know. He just needs to follow. And in the previous scene, we see Dunn making a pickup, and he's he's working it. He's now he's becoming, you know, he's having his little rise to power, becoming a mob boss himself. And I love seeing Chalky back in power, but also not in clown power. The dark suit up uh, in the uh, not the barber chair, but it's probably a shoe shine chair. Yeah, it was um, a shoe chair. and seeing him Which up so high. Seen, mm-hmm. We've seen Dunn in before. Yes, you're right. Yeah. You're right. We've That's right. When chair. when. Um, Jillian. Jillian went. Jillian came and it was the angle hit. up from the shoes, mm-hmm. looking up at him. And, and this one's just straight on of Chalky in that chair. And that's why I gave you the Goodfellas quote. I I looked at you, Sarah, and said, "No more big shot. No mm-hmm. more big shot." Okay, so and then they're off back to the crack house, and Naki cleans house there, and before what and was done, that house of trouble. House of trouble. Hmm. And before anything can happen, well, before they can get this other guy to spill his beans, of course, Don astutely blows his head off. Which was pretty smart of Don. Yeah. I mean, violent of Don, but at least he gained a little bit of brains and tried to mm-hmm. um, cover his bases. Of course, this leads to the flyer, which leads them going to this play because Chalky's, you know, in this episode, he got, wow, in the church. This community no longer is behind me. This is no longer my community. I have to figure out what's going on. Then he starts making action right away. Gets the flyer. Keeps going. You know, he was very... The reason he came out on top is because he went for it this episode. He, like, went back into the community and started doing things himself. Right. Rolled his sleeves up. And, you know, he knew he was losing control of it. Um, And we'll talk about his little meeting with, with, with... Nucky, but going back to the play, I loved finally Narcisse. He gets pissed on a little bit. You know, he's been the one just kind of dominating every you know mm-hmm. the last say eight weeks, and finally, um, <laughs> Chalky. It you know th- this classy. Well, anyway, this this performance uh, that just seems so hoity-toity, and then it's just the. You know, the banging and the bang. And like you had mentioned, a trash can um, shows up with his boys. What concerned me is he was back in one of his monkey suits. What also concerned me is that last shot where we got um, Dr. Narcisse behind the smoke and the flames being angry. And to me, it just. Right. To me, there was a darkness and a darkness and like a powerful darkness. He's the devil. Right. You messed with the devil. And by the way, please, when I say monkey suit, it's actually a term. It's not uh, racial. It's a term for uh, the zoot suits, the cat suits. It's the it's 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 a sillier. We're not trying to disrespect anyone. No, Chalky's my favorite character. But when I saw him back, you know, in that, I said, oh, boy, this is this is the the battle between. These two, and to me, seeing Narcisse in the dark suit, and you know it, and he and, was scarier. Yes, and it and was... and for Chalky to have won this little battle by reigning on his play, I said, "Oh boy, he's going to pay." To have insulted Narcisse during his creation, his this this play, and this this is his world, his life. This is his. This is what he's been living for, right? Mm-hmm. Like his whole existence, he's had daughter Maitland for what, probably eighteen or twenty years. Like this is, and for Nucky basically to come and just piss on that, it's he's earned it. For now. Nucky or Chalky? 
excuse me, for Chalky to come and, and if, we have, do need to talk about knocking. We'll get there. Chalky a we'll bit, get though. there. Okay. But when I saw that, I said, "Oh no, 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 no! You, 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 we're in trouble." And I say we because I love Chalky so much. Um, when when Nucky and Chalky do get together, Nucky, uh, I by the way, how great is their relationship? I love it. In, right? Every almost every single moment of that scene was great from from the very beginning of I'm I'm busy or whatever, and he just walks in. And then he's like, oh, but basically you're welcome. It doesn't matter how busy I am. You're always welcome. And then to progress to Nucky saying, I'm giving you advice as a friend. We're just friends talking. And the fact that Nucky can also tell the Chalky's occupied by the singer right, right away. And they, but they talk to each other with such respect and such a knowledge of each other's business. I love it. I just feel like they get each other. Yeah, you feel, you know, when he first came in and do you feel like when Chalky says to him, you can have whatever you want, is it because he, it, Chalky's saying, you own the place, I don't really have a say in it, or is he saying, come on, we're partners? What What is it? I felt like it was much more of a friendship, okay. respect. And like there, I think that Chalky does have a kind of a gratitude towards Nucky. It's not a, like, take, if you take, Chalky as the boss, or was the boss of Dunn. And Nucky has always been the boss of Chalky. But Chalky, in a way, is, like, thankful. He's respectful. He is trying to learn from Nucky. Dunn was always resentful mm-hmm. about how he basically was under Chalky. Right. He was always resentful about how he came to work for him. He wasn't thankful for the opportunities. He wasn't encouraged or interested. He was always just kind of bitter. Chalky keeps growing and keeps getting bigger investments because he's trying to learn from Nucky and because they have such a good relationship. And Nucky, at the end, at the end of the last season, he said partners. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I also think that without you know jumping ahead to, to Chalky, but when Chalky tells the mayor, take it up with Chalky, I think that's a sign of respect for Chalky as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to go and, like, you know, y- like yell you at Chalky. Yeah, you need to. That's he's right. A you, guy. He's, he's a, a powerful guy. guy. You know You're him. the mayor. Suck his ass, mm-hmm. you know, like, and get it. That's not on me. That's on you, buddy. Oh, it's totally a sign of respect. And I think that's a sign of respect. Um, I also thought it was interesting when Chalky was in the crack house. I feel like he knew that that was, it was not just power, that, that he was losing power in the neighborhood. I think he knew that that was poison. And, and when he opened the bag and there's just a little money in there and the, and the drugs, it seemed like he was far less concerned with the money. And he was much more into the the principal the and dealings. right, and really knowing that this is ruining his community. And I think that's why my prediction. I stand by my prediction. I feel like the show loves Nucky, and they won't get rid of him. I mean, Chalky, but I feel like he is. He does have a moral compass. You know, he has got some moral compass, and 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 I think that's why ultimately he will triumph. Okay. Ultimately, that does you this know? mean we get to go ahead to the final scene? Uh, no, because we still have to talk about. Uh, we still have to get to, to so you know when Nucky and Chalky are together, he says you know keep your what was it I thought it was keep your life in order but you astutely pointed out I I think was, I might be wrong I think you're right you, no you I think you're right keep your life in in hand or something mm-hmm. your life in order your life something like oh, that keep, don't let your life get out of hand yes. out of hand and you thought it was don't I let heard, your knife I heard don't get your knife out of hand and I believe you're right but Mike August who does our Crush of the week I was. 
reading them before um, this episode, he also thought it was life. So if you thought that and he thought that, well, my God, this is almost always No, no, no. Right. No, listen to me. Why, here's why I think it's knife. Because that's how the deacon got mm-hmm. killed. Uh, I, I think... That's how the deacon got killed. It's speaking on the surface. It's speaking to the actual... Your knife guys who are out there knifing people, keep them in order. But the um, the subtext... You see throughout this when you get to Sally Mae, it's sharp objects mm-hmm. and it's this and it's that. And then we see there's more sharp objects and we see, you know, what happens with Dunn and Chalky. So I, I tend to think you're right. Anyway, bottom line is Nucky knows that he's getting soft for the female. Mm-hmm. Be- and why would Nucky know that? Because Nucky's done that himself on it's so many occasions. Fault in the um, and um, anyway, a great exchange. They're both in tuxes, both looking, you know, awesome. I, I, I love that scene. And of course, we we move on to Narcisse visiting a daughter Maitland mm-hmm. and basically saying to her, um, "I get sad when you're melancholy because then I think I have failed." And blah blah blah. And showing more of his weakness. Yes. That her emotional state is important to him, mm-hmm. and that it affects his mood. Do you know why I think? I don't know why. I mean, well, his, I think his type of love is possession, which is not mm-hmm. love. But I think it's because he thinks he's God and that's his creation. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that he's trying to he's mold failed her. As, he's failed he's as a God. He's trying to mold her to get everyone else to follow him. Yeah. She's his... Example. Exactly. And if she fails... He's failed. So it, uh, keep him long, a visitor will come. And she sings the song to him. And, and, and sing- through that song, they fall in love. Yes. And, and, and you see uh, Chalky crying. Amazing actor. And um, I'm feeling it in the scene. And then Dunn appears. And I said, oh, and that's when you saw me really go crazy. Because I was like, no. Because I saw Chalky in the suit that last scene, the previous scene. And I was like, no, 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 no. He's going he's gonna to pay. Um, and then, of course... He's about to, well, just when you think he's going to get in the car and go with Dunn and go down and handle Narcisse, you just see how smart he is, mm-hmm. how smart Chalky is to go, mm, no, this is just too neat. This is and just. to be like, what did he say? Something about, it's the line that he turns it and he goes, and what was he paying you? Yeah. He's like, you've left this part out. That was a great moment. And from opening up of him being so lone and having that, and then going into this, argument and then this fantastic fight scene i thought the fight scene was great amazing and i think they were doing their stunts it seemed like it for some of the stuff i mean them rolling around on the carpet it looked like it was them i agree which is pretty like no and it was just very intense it felt very real Mm um putting that stake through his cheek the shard of glass it wasn't it it was like a i think it was a shard of the door frame gotcha i'm not really sure but right and for me, it was a flashback to the first time he kind of kicked his face in or had his um, his face kicked in. And then again to go for his face and, again, and to go more specifically for his mouth, being that, that he's always has that grin on him. He's always mm-hmm. grinning mm-hmm. with his gold tooth. And it's all these lies and betrayals that he's been speaking. And then to take that stake and go through his mouth. And then obviously in the very end, it ends up Chalky needs some help. As he's being strangled. You know, Chalky, we know, is a former boxer, but he's older. And we know that Dunn is is And he already has talked about being tired out. Yeah, interesting. Both our women in this episode have tired their men out. Mm -hmm. You know, when we get to Sally Mae, we'll get there. 
Um, but he has the upper hand, and I, at that point, I knew that daughter Maitland was going to come through for us. I don't know why I had a feeling that she, she was going to save us, uh, and and she did. Um, and it's great because done. You can tell he's had dealings with her because he's like, you, why? You know, we had this all worked out. Mm-hmm. But she found love. She found love, which goes back to Doctor Narcisse, Doctor Valentine Narcisse. His Achilles heel is going to be the love that he had for her, and then she betrays him because he controlled two of the people in that room at that moment, and right. then he lost one of them. And it's very funny because they both lost opposite people. Interesting. Great very scene. Interesting. Moving on to. Uh, Knox, a.k.a. Jim, Agent uh, Jim from the FBI, and his meeting with his team, and he hammers, he hammers them. You think this is a joke, and you know, once again, we see that Frankenheimer shot that uh, we saw with, with Dunn as he went into the crack house, and then we see it um, as as Knox addresses the table. That's you know seeing the, um, the back of the head, and uh, Mr. Van Patten loves that shot, and so do I. But uh, you know, we see him just Again, not playing around. Well, I'm going to even go more into that joke because this is probably going to be like my prediction of the day. Mm-hmm. So don't keep from prediction music or anything. But this is my prediction. What they're talking about is the fact that Rothstein put down $100,000 and ended up losing five hundred grand, and then going to go eat cheesecake. Last episode, I think it was, or the episode before, was when we saw AR going by a different name. Um... And running into Margaret. Right. So this is two episodes in a row. Actually, maybe even three episodes in a row because he had that um, horrible gambling spill with Nucky where he's been losing. He's losing constantly and he's playing it off as everything's fine. He's playing it off by eating cheesecake. Right. He was playing it off with Margaret by passing her a $100 bill and saying it would be both in our best interest. I think that they're trying to show us that he's bluffing and he is not doing well. Yeah, and I think you're right. He's losing this game. So I think we're slowly being positioned to see AR's downfall. His downfall. Because we know he had all this money and I think it would be impossible for him to lose it all in one sitting. So they're showing us that he is losing it slowly but surely. Good pickup. And on top of that, the fact that everyone else thinks it's funny, but there's one person who's like, this is not a joke. It's the same reason. It's because like, these aren't all losses. These aren't a funny. Like this is the real deal with AR. He's right. losing. It's like um, Jim's point of view was that this is a meeting. We shouldn't be talking about bluffing or games. Like this is supposed to be making real context. But I think the subtext of that was that's a serious issue going on. Right, and you're missing that. Mm-hmm. Very good, um, because we know him as much as he appears to be super cop. We know that he's twisted and he's has his uh, shortcomings mm-hmm. as well. They find out about the uh, what happened with Willie and Clayton, and I'm like, "Oh my god, we're gonna see Clayton again!" I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm excited about Clayton. You didn't? Did you find it interesting? They also mentioned in this conversation that they're making these connections, but they didn't have a law to go by. There was a line in there that was like, "Well, where's the law?" And they're like, "Well, find the crooks or find the problem, and then we'll make the law." Mm-hmm. But I think that was Talk more goes. of like. He, Jim, or whatever his real name is, we've been creeped out from him from the beginning. And he really is becoming a crook. If you define what a crook is, it's someone who doesn't 
play by the rules. Yep. It's someone who like blackmails or puts people's lives in jeopardy and like he's just constantly doing that. He's being a bully. He's not going by any guidelines. He's co- he's operating on his own agenda. That is what a crook is. He's becoming he is. who he's looking for. When fine, I was having this conversation with someone else. You know, when the government uh, I'm a believer that when the government wants you, they're going to get you. Mhm. And because I, I just had saw, seen Killing Kennedy and Rob Lowe like crushed it as John F. Kennedy. Gr- amazing job. Um, but because Bill O'Reilly produced it, it was a right wing version of Lee Harvey just operated on just purely on his own. He kills Kennedy and Jack Ruby kills him because he's a fan of the Kennedys. Mm-hmm. But uh, to me, JFK made a lot of waves and, you know, he just had to go. And um I think that oftentimes, you know, what when you deal with police, one thing you have to keep in mind is that they are there to enforce the law. They're not there to necessarily to be your friend. Um, you want to think they're there to protect you, but that's how they get paid is to is to make arrests. Um, and oftentimes, all the mobsters will tell you that they do underhanded stuff to get what they need. And and I think that the end does justify the means in a lot of cases because you know you want criminals to be put in jail but i wouldn't argue with the fact that sometimes it's they no they go underhanded yeah no they they so i'm buying everything this guy's doing i'm buying it all because i I, if you just it just seems like that's how it goes that's what i hear working for in their reputation so it's easy to buy yeah that there's corruption involved um what and for, for, so for three Chesterfields and by the way, what a great! Now, if you go back to when we first met Clayton, I believe it was like he smoked Lucky Strikes or and he offered someone a Lucky Strike or something like that. Something. So it's just such great writing that they would bring it. They would keep you know something a small detail like that that they would bring it back you know however episodes later. And I don't if it was Lucky's, it means that Knox is giving him. Almost what he wants, but not quite, which is interesting. Uh, or if it was the Chesterfields, then he, he's giving him exactly what he wants and to get what he needs. We'll, we'll see how that plays out. But uh, I'm hoping we see more of Clayton. I think we will, or at least mention of him. But I thought it was interesting. I can't remember if it was right before or right after. But I think that the scene we got between Knox and Clayton was, I think it was directly after a shot of Willie. I'm pretty sure I could be wrong on that. But I liked how they pointed out that he was changing friends, basically. Like, Willie had been his initial mm-hmm. best friend, and it's now Knox is kind of stepping up into that place. Yeah, oh, he'll be an amazing <laughs> best friend. He'll be such a good best friend. Um, so Sally Mae comes and surprises Nucky. Mm-hmm. And Ooh, before we leave the meeting, I'm sorry, I have one Go more ahead, thing. no, okay, please. Also, there was one, one other moment I really liked in the meeting where one of the guys, they're just talking about the antidote, and his main, it was, he talked about the whole story of Clayton and Willie and Nucky and the, and the DA or whatever in one sentence. And it was basically, well, Nucky drove up in 35 minutes. He talked to the DA. And then when he left, some other boy was in jail. Like, and it was just, to me, it sort of just compacted like Nucky's power on how quickly and how precise he can get something done Mm -hmm. because he has that much influence. It doesn't take a lot of work. It doesn't take this huge, long story. The gist of it is, Nucky walked in, talked to someone for 35 (laughs) minutes, and guess what? Someone else is in jail. All done. So amazing. 
Um, when Sally Mae comes up, mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite female characters on the show because some of the other ones that they that are powerful or um, it seems like they're trying to show their greatness or their power. This one, it just seems like it's coming off in such an organic way. I totally buy her. Oh, I do too. Especially because I feel like what she really has is not a motivation to get somewhere or to get something. Like a lot of the other characters, their power is driven by they want to have money or to have this kid or to have drugs or whatever. Hers comes from she wants to be Sally and she wants what she does to kind of it's motivated by who she is as a person. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like when she goes up and she goes, I didn't really think about it. And she was like, what does Sally as a woman want? And when he, Nucky wasn't giving her the hello right away, she was like, okay, this isn't what I want. And then when he finally steps up, she was like, nope, too late. Now we're going to talk about business because that's what you thought we were going to talk about. Like she's so quick to be like, this is what I want. Okay, you didn't give it to me. Then this is what I'm going to do. Like it's always, but it's really motivated by her. What, she's person. the boss. Mm-hmm. And um, poor Mickey Doyle—he's he, so <laughs> cocky with with Eddie's cane, such so, so, such sacrilege, you know. And mm-hmm. and Eddie, who used that cane to walk and to support and to be the support of Nucky, right? And we see a toy. This guy—it's just—it's a toy. It's uh—it's—it's it's, um, again that nouveau riche, flashy bullshit mm-hmm. rather than the practicality and. We see how quickly he's struck back down by that same cane mm-hmm. and uh, Nucky taking it back. And boy, do you see how he went back to being the frightened Mickey Doyle, not the, you well, know. It was also like, you got to get a clue. But they did They did also take, they did also position the other half of him earlier in the episode when they're talking with Eli and Nucky in the storage room before the shipment shows up. Where he's telling some story and they're like, why are you talking? And he's like, well, you guys never really talk. And it did, yeah. for me, it brought out the, you're right. We If we didn't have Mickey there, we could just sit in silence for another a whole and episode. And again, Sarah, what is the subtext of that line? That there's a problem. Between, right, between Eli and Nucky. Mm-hmm. You guys don't talk. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we see in the end of the episode, which we'll talk about, we see that there's real strain with their relationship and uh and i think uh, i'll predict what i think what's gonna happen but we'll get there um but we see with the sally may he's he's falling for her um but i think she's gonna be okay for him i don't think she's like a jillian do you i'm well she's gonna poison him i'm like i don't don't know i think that i think it was interesting because a little later on, I'm skipping over a little bit of the Nucky and Willie stuff, but we got a meal at a table between Willie, Nucky, and Sally. And to me, it was like, in in Nucky's mind, this is kind of like his little family table eating breakfast. He's giving advice. He's doing all this. He's a family man, and he's in the position of power. But then you really look at it, and they are going to be a messed up family. So something's going to go wrong. Right. Like, it seemed kind of all hunky-dory, all good, but you know their character so well and you know everything else that's going on that that can't really work. No. So I think it's like Nucky has put himself in this position where I think he likes having Willie as a, you said that. As a sort of son. 
Like, he says it in the episode that he doesn't like him being there. But he also says he does refer to the Albatross Hotel as a, as a home. Mm-hmm. And Eli points out, oh, you don't live in a home. You live in a hotel. And he's like, I don't want to argue about it. I don't like this. That's all fake. He does. I think he does see it as a home. He does see it as he likes Willie. And that's even proven by the fact that he gives him the book. The book, um, and I'll... I, Ragged Dick. Ragged Dick. And I believe I'll get into it because it's in my, one of Mike August's notes what the theme of that in right. is. But it's something about morality and hard work is like the main theme. Like you need to have morals and standards. That's him passing the torch. That's it's the Nucky Dianetics. You know what? We have to read this book too. Do we have to read this book? I think we should for our well, lives. Don't you want to be people? like Nucky? Yeah, I have to finish my first book, the, the book that I'm on right now. Okay. I always have a book. But it can I'll be the next on my I'll list. read it for us. Um, it, I think you're right about the Willie thing. And again, I always go by the subtext of these lines. And when he walks uh, up to the bar mm-hmm. and he says... I'm reading the psychopath test. Maybe it will get me some info, information on Knox. And Narcisse. And Narcisse. It I'm too. trying to learn. Um, but he said, uh, you, know what I, you know what I like? And he says, I got... The bartender says, I got that 20-year-old... Where no, where no one touch mm-hmm. or something like that. About the alcohol. Yes, and I, t- I took that as a reference to Willie. And I think there's, truth you know, what in I that. like. It's right, you know, twenty, because like, Willie's in a place where nobody can touch him. And it's like we were talking about this a little bit as Except the, sh- as the show's going on, and it's when, when well, the scene we're talking about for this line is earlier when Sally and Nucky are in the bar, and he asks for the alcohol. But writers have the choice on what how. What years to use, what exact wording, the fact that they said 20, where no one can touch it, all the specificity. I can't say that word right now. Specificity. Thank you. I think you're right that that does refer to Willie. Because they make all those choices. Now it makes good writing. And we know that Sid, the replacement of Eddie, is completely lame and inept. We saw it last week. We see Mm -hmm. there's no groceries and... Uh, you know, again, a line from Nucky with that to me reeks of subtext is, uh, I'm low on everything, right? We're low on everything right now, you know, mm-hmm. um, speaking of the groceries, but we know Sid is lame. Yes. And out. we, I believe that Willie is going to be a great replacement for Eddie. And, well, he's not really putting him in the place of Eddie. He but kind of positioned him to work for in the mayor's Ed. office. Political track. True. I just wonder when the. I feel like that's what's going to happen though, at some point. If it gets that far. You're right. No, if he doesn't. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, the worst could We've happen. We've got Eli in the other corner. Mm, okay. Are we going to talk a little bit about that? Um, I also, let me finish. I like that. I like when Nucky said, with the, the jam that Willie's in, okay, how do you turn this into an opportunity? And Key moment. Right. But also, like, I just. Stepping away from the, our analysis of the show, it, that, that's just such great advice. Like if you, if all of us could look at our problems that way and go, okay, you know, how do I turn this into a positive? How do I turn it into an opportunity? You know, it's just great advice. But you know, yeah. anyway, I don't well, want to get off on kind that. Kind of no, you should because it's a good point. Um, it's a constant we we see with Nucky is that he takes every hand he's dealt and tries to find the silver lining or how to turn it around. And he says, it's all about moving forward, um, turning into opportunity. And this is, in essence, who he is. In addition to the book, this 
you combine those two and you've got the almost the entire character of Nucky. Right. You just need to add a woman in there and you're good. Okay, so let's let's go quickly because I know we're running out of time. Let's go to um, Knox and Eli. Eli meeting? Yes. Such a telltale meeting. Right. Well, what I got most out of it is they, I'm going to start a little with the end of this conversation. The okay. end of this conversation is he says, you give me one nod and that you're going to tell me Nucky and all of his associates and your boy will be safe. He's like one nod. And then we don't get to see the nod. Nope. But what we have seen is constantly in this conversation, Eli resists, but gives in. So it will be a very big surprise if he doesn't give in based on the rest of that conversation he had. From the moment he sits down, this other agent comes in. He's trying to push him. You see him sitting there shaking, trying to just muscle his way, mm-hmm. staying in this booth. And then, but he slides over. Then he has like a fork and he's about to stab him, but he puts it down. Right. It's constantly like he's fighting, but he gives in. He gives in. And I think that's going to be the story of their relationship. Is that he kind of fought it, but he's kind he's going to give well, in. Yeah, I mean, I think when he's dropped off by, mm-hmm. I think clearly he's at this point given in. I think he's, I think he hugs. Uh, well, they're singing as you said the annoying song, and it was annoying. <laughs> the spearmint, whatever it was. But it's yeah. really sad because I think we're going to once again. I hate when uh, Nucky and Eli don't get along. I like when they are brothers and they get along. Last year, I thought when they came back together, it was beautiful. But um, man, Eli, you know, he gets drunk and he gets angry and resentful of Nucky, and you know, he he feels that Nucky is, you know. He's always been a Nucky Shadow, but now, no, don't get in the way of my family. And now with his 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 um, relationship with Will and then him hearing mm-hmm. that he got free liquor and that Nucky went down and squashed it all. We knew he was going to find out. You know, and on the one hand, you wish he would think to himself, I can see where my kid was nervous, didn't want to call me because he knew I'd kill him. And so, you know, he called Nucky, and then Nucky went down and fixed it, which was in the be- – be- I know. You're shaking your head. No, I know. I say, wish he thought this. Uh, yeah. Because but. I could follow that line of thinking. But he doesn't. No. No, no, no. And and when he hugs Will, I feel a hug with Will is genuine. It's like, I love you, son. You're just a victim. But Nucky? Mm-hmm. Like, where – do you think they're back to square one enemies? I think they're pretty much enemies. I think that uh. it was such salt on the wound – when he walked in and Willie turns to Nucky for the nod before the apology. Mm. And Nucky's like, yeah, go ahead. Oh, my and, God. And watching Huge. Eli, knowing that Eli saw that. Oh. <sighs> and then good. also, so Nucky is the one who pushes Willie or allows him to make that decision to apologize. Yep. Even in this room. Mm. Then Eli's put up with the decision. The decision to Accept the apology. And he looks at every other family member except for Nucky. He looks at his wife. He looks at the kids on the floor. He Mm -hmm. looks at everyone else. Oh, he's a huge family man, so he's never going to turn on them. He looks at everyone, and then he goes, oh, yeah, no, of course, and they hug. But just watch that to watch Willie only look at Nucky while his whole family's in the room. And then to watch Eli look at the whole family, but not Nucky. Our fans so have been always predicting that it's going to be a showdown between Doyle and Eli, and I, I never agreed with that. I think it's Nucky and Eli uh, based on Willie, um, and I think that either Eli or Willie 
is going to lose their life for the cause for for within all this. And um, I think that we're seeing even now this is going to be fight, but like like you said, I think the key is going to be Willie. Or unless Eli, or unless Eli has that moment where he feels like the greater evil is Knox and kills Knox. I don't, I don't know. It, it's uh, it's it's going to get ugly. And well, sorry, I'm gonna can I cut no, you off? No, of course. Sorry. So this is the thing: is that Nucky, the one instruction he gave Willie is that he wants him to keep his eyes and ears open. And if that's his job, he's going to have to make a choice. He's going to have to make a choice. He's going to hear something, and he's going to have to know whether to tell Nucky. And I'm guessing it's going to be eventually about Eli. And But the thing is, he didn't put him in his position of, like, you're the laborer. You're the guy who has to go out and kill people, like like Mueller is right no. now. No. He's not in a position where he's going to be carrying he, the weapon. I, I he's said. not going to have to, like, murder anyone, but he is going to be... He's going to be in. He's going to be the witness. Consiglieri, as we say. Mm-hmm. He, he's being groomed for white-collar... Mm-hmm. And, work with Nucky. But he's going to be the choice. He's going to be the reveal between Nucky and Eli. That's my prediction, at least. Mm. And we'll see. Yeah, it's... Um, would we say here that after this episode... Well, I'll tell you. After this episode, I conclude that Knox is the greater villain and more powerful villain than Narcisse. What do you think? I think as a person, if I was stuck in like a room of five people. Who would you want to fight? Okay. If I was stuck in a room of five people, then Narcisse is the bigger threat. Because I think he could turn the other three people really quick. Yep. But if you're in the room of 50,000 people, Knox is the one who's going to plant seeds everywhere that are going to spread and make all these other problems. So he's the greater villain. So I think he's the greater villain in the big picture. Gotcha. Okay. We should go to catches the week and we'll do really quick predictions. Okay. So, guys, you're going to have to bear with me because Mike August is the best and I have his catches from last week's episode and this week's episode. Um, and I wish I could show you. I have them on my phone right now. I have, I think, like 10 screenshots of <sighs> notes and they're in like this tiny little Oh, my font. God. All right. Well, let's try to do the bigger ones from last week and then, I, you know, the ones from this week I want to hear. So we're gonna okay. We're gonna try and go try and go through these. Thank okay. you, Mark August. To further into the post story, this is from the episode of William Wilson. To go further into the post story, it was essentially about a man who does not accept blame for his actions, and there was a character named Reverend John Bransby who acquires the honor of being a doctor, like Valentine Narcisse. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of Poe mentioned last week. That's just a little bit of history. Um, also, we talked about, we knew he was going to bring up a catch, about Leopold and Loeb. Yep. Um, they were University of Chicago law students mm-hmm. who were obsessed with the idea of committing the perfect crime. This is very interesting, especially because we have Willie, who's a college mm-hmm. student, who's trying to get into crime. Um, they spent 14 months plotting the murder of a 14-year-old boy, Bobby Franks, from every detail from his kidnapping to disposing of a body. They were notably the inspiration for Alfred Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock's film Rope. So I think we're just kind of seeing, for me, that's a parallel to Willie, and obviously he has the parallel to the title. Um, also, references to Indians both happened this week and last week. Furthermore, um, Jillian was wearing white with the same color bed sheets to symbolize that she's being cleansed and becoming pure again. So I think he kind of thinks you're right, that she's on going on the up I and up. I think so, too. She really is getting clean. 
furthermore. Sorry, guys. Give me one moment. Roy delivered two of the most important lines of the episode. One being, it's, and for you guys don't remember Roy, Piggly Wiggly, Jillian's new bow. Yep. It's the secrets who, that undo us. And the other, we all carry our, our burdens. One of those burdens can regard Willie carrying the guilt for what happened at school. And that kind of proved true at this. So the key lines were, um, it's the secrets that undo us, and we all, we all carry our burdens. And that's kind of a theme of the show, I think, in general. I'm wondering if there's, I have like three more pages. Um, so. Can we, can we at least hear about ra- uh, uh, the ragged dick? Ah, so you and then go... and next week we'll do his catches. That's okay. We're gonna I... go to one of this week's catches. We'll probably give you guys more next week um, on this episode. But let's see here. Give me one moment. We're gonna talk about we talked about Ragged Dick, which was the book that Nucky passed to Willie today. Mm-hmm. And give me. Do you understand? I have so much. He sent me so much. It's wonderful. We may have to send you to the booth to do these, like Phil does. Did Breaking Bad. I might have to do all all of these every the week. The catches the week in the booth. Mm-hmm. That could be happening. And just we'll put them up separately. Okay, so this is what he says. Interesting that Nucky gave Willie his copy of Ragged Dick. It's a book's, the book's main theme is about the rewards and honesty and hard work, as well as the lessons that respectability is earned. Wow, so again, it's just that contradiction that we keep seeing. It's amazing. Perfect. So I will give more of his catches from Old Chip of Zion next week's episode so we'll have some more time all right thank you very much all right so let's go to predictions i gave you my prediction no no, you did what are you talking about i did i love you turning into a 16 year old okay so next week is going to be uh narcisse the war is on between he and chalky now definitely we saw some richard we saw richard just briefly it's just always exciting splash of jillian Splash of Jillian. Ooh, I do have a prediction about George Mueller, what? also known as Van Alton. Yes, because we see, we're going to see him, O'Banion, and Capone. This was my prediction. Go. So, from next week, it kind of seems like he is about to be killed on both sides. O'Banion's kind of threatened by him, it's gonna ha- has a gun to one side of his head, and Capone is threatened by him and has... A gun to the other side of his head. So I think he's going to get a choice, and I think he's going to be smart about it and try to. He makes a choice on whose side he wants to be, and he's going to try and get money out of it. We got that a thousand dollars to O'Banion's head, and I think that he's forced in that position because he's on danger on all sides. That's what I think about him. I think you're right, and I think he's going to win because we can't lose him. No, 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 no. Yeah, he's going to work with Bio I think. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think too. And I don't mm-hmm. know if Bio next week, but. Um, but I think that, yeah, I think George Mueller goes to work with Capone. Um, yep. How Richard gets involved in this, I don't know, and I don't care. I'm just happy to see Richard <laughs> next week. It was a looming, like, presence. It was like, I'm back. It was. It seemed like a am back in the game shot, not like I'm back kind of just to be a, like, father figure. It seemed like he was back in the gangster world. You guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, next week, I'm sure Ebony and Bethany will be back. Uh, thanks for being with the two of us. Uh, if you guys 
uh, want to rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube, you can. Five star. Five star rating. Um, I don't want to promote asking Sarah out, but we have some fans who've been asking Sarah out. That's it. I think that's also nice. Why not? Um, they're gonna have to fill out an application and send it to my mother. She send it to mommy. All, she does all the approvals. Yeah, she takes care of business. I like that. Okay. No, I don't have any choice in this. Matter. Please follow us at After Buzz. Uh, I'm at Undergaro and uh, Phil. Anything else I'm missing? Uh, I think that's it. All right. Thanks, Phil, for being bearing with us. And fans, thank you for bearing with us for us being a day late. Please Sorry. tune in next week, and um, I There'll guess we'll be more of us. We'll be on Sunday. Hopefully, we'll all we'll be, be back. Normal. Hopefully, we'll all be back to full power. But it's like Nucky said, um, we're low on everything right now. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later, Star Stratton, Star Stratton, Star Stratton, Star Stratton. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.